to witness the mishaps of going into automatic. He's doing the chanting, he's just been doing this for years, so you just start to, you know, not really be in touch with it, and you find you saying the wrong words at the wrong time. Sometimes it's the familiar that's more difficult than the the unusual, because you just kind of coast along with it. And that's, uh, I think, one of the problems of routines and living in the same place. You start to get this sense of familiarity and sameness and I'm this and he's that and this is the way it is and Chittos is like this and so forth, you know, glide. Not particularly unpleasant, not particularly pleasant, it's just the mind's not really with the the momentary arising, the specific qualities. This is what sanya does. Sanya you know, the point, of, you know, that's what sanya is about, really. It's, it's a system that means we don't have to keep learning things afresh. We've got some, we've got some building assumptions and perceptions of who we are, where we are, that we can just kind of coast along on. And that's, it's kind of useful, isn't it? When you wake up every morning, you don't have to figure out the whole day. You've just got some things that they're automatic. Yeah, routines and so forth. And that, that's what sanya is about perception, impression, memory. And then the uh, sticks things together with a sense of familiarity. And then the peril of it is that that sense of familiarity means, you know, we sort of lose the, lose the sharp clarity to it. It's going to glide along on it, take your eye off the ball, as it were. So this is how this sense of sub- substance, you know, permanence or substantiality arises. Familiar, same thing, solid, day, me, you, this place. Seems kind of, it's got a certain solidity to it <coughs> and predictability to it, certain Impressions we can more or less guarantee. And then if it's not like that, goodness, it'd be rather disturbing, wouldn't it? What the hell is going on? So we have, you know, routines and systems, but the point is to keep awake to what's going on in the present moment. So the sanya is not attached to, not leaned upon. means we can keep learning, keep fresh. So in a way the, the sense of stability that Sanya offers this is really what the point of Samatha is about. Calming, steady, order, routines, conventions, rules, duties, protocols, establish, nice. Oh. And then insight is about looking into that and recognizing just what a what a construction it is. You know, how much it takes to keep these things, you know, having some degree of permanence to it. The amount of management and you know, finances and you know, to keep the thing going. 
And it doesn't just float along on its own. And of course, uh, you know, so then we, you know, get a sense of the things are not familiar. There can be also a quality of gratitude for it. It's amazing that we can come so out of the cold into the warmth. Amazing we can sit still. There's no loud music playing. People aren't kind of marching in and doing things to us. We can just sort of sit here and feel freedom of that. And enjoy that. There's nothing really we have to make. So enjoyment is certainly part of the cultivation because with that enjoyment it increases one's faith, one's sense of openness and willingness. One's energy naturally rises up because of that moment is weighed down by the heaviness that we can make out of familiarity, drudginess, stuckness, dreariness. Grudges, disappointments that we still remember. This is the last day of your life. I like to think of it like that. Last day of your life. You know, try to be have a day when it could be fresh and free from the burden of the past and the, all that. Just enjoy being able to breathe in and breathe out without pain, without struggling for breath. So, you know, you, you can angle it angle the attention so that you really steer clear of this leaning on these candidates. You can't eliminate them, but you can steer clear of the attachment, the clinging, the leaning of them that gives them the weight and the dullness. I like to be fresh. We noticing the changes in the climate, the changes in the nature, the changes in the environment. These aren't nothing special about it, but it's just to bring one's mind to the quality of change, which is what the Buddha asked us to do. We reflect on these aggregates. So this is what helps to 
free up the leaning on them because their sense of permanence and establishment and automatic and here we are again and oh another day and me and stuck in this and how long is this going to go on for all that kind of stuff you know comes from not tuning into the the change the moment by moment waving, breaking wave of feeling and sensation and impressions something in us doesn't rise to that the faith, the, the lifting the openness to come to that what's it like if we can let go and rise not let go in a kind of disappointed fed up, resigned way but just put down some of the weight of what we've what we find ourselves embedded in. Perception of self. Because the self-view is a sankara, it's an energy, it's an action, a subtle action. The Buddha said this is actually the only sankara you really need to have stopped because it's the one you don't need. The others you do need. You need to be able to you know, think and react and respond and have intentions and plan and so forth. What you don't need is this one that kind of binds it all together in some, some self-view. Be much more fresh and bright you can build up the kind of quality of of clarity composure skillfulness it means you don't have need this kind of super ego thing binding it all together as me you've got it has internal order the order of the love of the good the love of the true the love of the pure the love of the clear you know, and a sense of rising up to that time and time again. It's a challenge because in any situation we're juggling with the perceptions of permanence, of stability, the ironies of this life. Some of the life is changeable, impermanent, and yet we are seemingly in one place, day after day, week after week, and there's a certain heaviness that comes with that. Is the heating going to work? Somebody looking after the cat? What if the, make sure the drainage system's working? Inquiries, who's answering the telephone? So someone wants to do this in March. What's happening for Wessack? You know, <laughs> it's a, it's a challenge, isn't it, to keep the sense of freshness with all these things we feel we've got to hold together and keep going. Yeah? I find it challenging. That's why we, you know, meditation is, is the place where we, we keep recognizing the feeling of that, the felt sense of the weight of it and whose this is, whose it belong to. So we don't 
put, put aside the need to keep leaning on it. It can be put aside. Certainly I think with experience in, in uh, monasteries, you, one realizes that there's never going to be a shortage of problems, so no hurry. Don't have to rush to get this one done because there's five more waiting in line after it, so might as well just sit with this one and let it see what it wants to do with itself. You know, sometimes these things just kind of unfold by themselves. But you don't have to get into a, such a, a kind of knee-jerk reaction to breaking down and things going wrong and so forth. And, nor a knee-jerk denial of it. It's just the sense of knowing how one's affected and how one's created by it. The responsibility demon, the one who has to do it all. The I can't do it feeling. It's not up to me. Those. And we start to recognize these as, as real burdens for ourselves. Then there's that freshness to keep open, keep rising up, willingness, we can try this, we can try that, we can consider this can wait, this can do, you know, like that, you just get more flexible about it all. Recognizing, you know, the thing to remember is this sangsara doesn't work, it never did work. It's like being on a sinking ship, it's always doing this, but it never really sinks either, it just kind of flounders in the water. So, you know, and then the, 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 the escape from it, the release from it, is just recognizing this is perception, sanya, how when checking the, the volitional impulses that come from that feeling of panic, distress, exasperation. Yeah. Or it would all be great if, if only, it would be great if, this was this, or that was that, or this wasn't that, or that wasn't that. <sighs> Doubt it. And we expect the impermanent to be permanent. Even we just assume it is, take it for granted. This is dukkha. This is going to take us into suffering and stress. But anicca is also called the, one of the three gates to the deathless. Impermanence, unsatisfactoriness, and not self are the three gates <coughs> you contemplate. And the gate of impermanence is that which removes the signs, the sanyas of things. It says this is just that. It's just what the mind is making of it right now. It doesn't have to be last. You know, whenever you, whenever you see it, a thing or a person, what happens is the sanya takes one particular feature 
and makes that into the whole story. The person who talks too much, that is exactly who he is. And all the other features sort of go out the window that time. That's who he is. She's that. The place is this, you know. When it's cold, it's difficult to assume it's anything else but cold. So we get locked into these kind of fixed positions. But actually, although, you know, one point of view, right now, this person, you know, I find that his way of talking is too much for me right now. You know, that's also, you can recognize that's just uh, one's own take on things. It's changeable. Another time it'll be rather fun and enjoyable. Interesting. Friendly. So, you know, when you see the variability of sanya and how dependent it is upon one's own designation, you stop designating. There are two kinds of contact. One is the immediate contact, sound, hits the ear, sight, so on. It's called resistance impression. It's the first impression where something bangs something else, touches something else. Second kind is designation impression, which is how what I make of it. What do you make of the bell being rung at four in the morning? Or, good, start the day, clear, sharp, with a bang. Same sound, isn't it? So it's this designation impression that uh, where the, the sanya gets locked, it's always seen as this way. It's place about whole monasteries get sanyas about them. You think, oh, you know that monastery of you know there is it's a real disaster. You know, well, this monks like that. You know, suddenly that becomes the great vine news. It's suddenly established. <laughs> this is what we can do with our speech, rather than, well, it all depends. You know, which is about the best one could say about most things, really. It all depends. It's dependently arisen. And then, when, but even more directly, what we assume about ourselves, how we hold ourselves. It all depends. So you see it much more as particular sannyas, particularly perceptions, impressions, striking the mind at this moment. You don't want to get lost in it. Waking up, it's sharpening up. It's just this now. It's just this now. You know, you can't say it's not this now, but it is just this now. Then what that means is the sanya is there, but the sankara. We get the impulse that finds it into I am. This is stuck. That one is the one we can 
start to dissolve. Very necessary, absolutely necessary in this life. Because we don't have so many other things to take it away for us. We can't distract ourselves, which is the normal thing that human beings do. Just look the other way, get the other thing, turn something else on, move somewhere else, go this, that and the other. Here you've got to do it by dissolving the sankara. Or at least not keeping it going. So it's a kind of loosening practice where you feel the pressure and the impulse and you just start to loosen, loosen, loosen. around that. There's also the case that, you know, if you just take looseness as some kind of ultimate statement, it's just, the, it's just a particular response to the, the pressures and the tensions. It doesn't mean we should be loose. A lot of the time you have to be quite vigilant, you know, and recognize the places where, you know, you're not loosening the sankara, you're loosening your attention, or the attention's loosening time like early morning pretty loose probably waking up coming out of that state going to sleep at night fuzzy eating fuzzes out energy fuzzes out talking energy dissolves abstract thought this that and the other energy you know loosens you don't get the clear angle clear focus on it these are the things we should be very vigilant around. Casual talk, eating casually, sleeping casually, think waking up and getting up in a kind of, well, get round to it way, but just some clarity. You kind of shore these things up with vigilance. It's always good after the meal, you know, while we have that whole procedure around them, and it's very deliberate kind of it helps to check that impulse into food when you have to go arms round stop you know do the chanting eat a meat spoonful at a time clean your bowl look after other people's stuff clean up where you've been eating you know it's a those are all times of vigilance not the oh let's go and have a meal you know the way that we would have done if we weren't in training have something to eat, have a chat while we're eating, read a book and do put the stuff over one side, do the washing up later, and that's sort of blur, which is kind of comfortable, familiar, blurring. This is kind of sharp and angular. After the meal, you know, generally when you take a meal, you feel the energy has changed, you can feel sleepy or distracted, do some walking meditation. You know, so that at that time you establish, you don't just see what you feel like, you establish a particular sense of, well, the first thing to do is re-establish clear vigilance. doesn't mean, you know, you're going to sit there for an hour, it means maybe you do half an hour walking up there, it won't kill you, it won't do you any harm. It re-establishes a sense of vigilance, yeah? rather than just kind of fuzz out, have a cup of coffee, have a natter, you know, look at a magazine and crash out. <laughs> Which is pretty <laughs> kind of pleasant in a way. You know, then you go into that glide, 
And then, oh well, the afternoon sits at two, so I've got an hour or so till two. Well, you know, what kind of that's that's not it, is it really? That's just making it into another routine, another ho hum, another day in samsara. <laughs> We've already predicted the afternoon. It's just like, where are you now? Where are you now? Where are you now? Shape it up. You've finished eating, so now what? And there's an open space. First thing, establish vigilance. Particularly when your energy has kind of been softened and shifted like that. Place it there. Do some walking. Moment of the time. And the mind, you go, oh, point this, what's the point of that? Not get anywhere, need a rest. Not going to kill you. That's the point. <laughs> And you start challenging those those surreptitious voices in the mind. And it's really helpful, because if you don't, you know, you can find yourself really losing it. And when you're doing the washing up, it's not appropriate to start eating leftovers when you've done the washing up. You've finished your meal, it's finished. That's it, you've finished it, you've, you've taken what you need, you've had enough, enough, that's it. Don't get casual, don't just pick and, you know, put it aside, stop, establish vigilance. These are not tortures, these are not deprivations, these are just ways of gathering in, collecting the energy. So you, you have that sense of, a, that's your first thing you do, establish vigilance. When you want to go take a rest at night, if we have the evening puja, we generally do some chanting, sit for an hour, then what? What time is it? 8.45, quarter to nine? What are you going to do? Oh, well, that's the day over with, right. You know, that impression comes in, can't it? And then we'll sort of mooch, mooch around, find somewhere warm to huddle, look at a book for a while, and slide down under the bedclothes. <laughs> Harmless enough, blameless enough. This isn't about blaming, this is about looking after yourself. You know, you can do some exercise. Take a ten minute break, do a little bit of walking, do some sitting, do some exercise, do some standing. You know, hey, there's still some energy there. Shape it up so that you you know, you're, you're on top of it, you're with it, you're on the ball. It's a training. You know, we're not, you know, when you start to put meditation into particular little time packets, you know, always that, that sanya, that impression, corrodes or, or leaves the practice with all kinds of dead areas in it. We're talking about, we're here to train, train the mind. Careful vigilance. Going to sleep at night, you know, when it's time to lie down, to rest the body. Do a little bit of stretching, stretch out, take some of the stiffness out of the body. Take some time to compose your body when you lie down. You lie down, it's often good, I always find it useful to recollect death. So that one isn't just wasting one's time thinking, hey, you know, if I'm, all, if I'm going to be in some state where I'm going to have tubes stuck into me and, and uh, 
you know, antiseptic and people crashing around poking me. I might as well, I've got some good energy left. Why don't I use that right now while I've still got it rather than just throw it away? I've got some good energy here. Why waste it? It won't always be here. So, you know, now we do that. And then you even time to recline, just bring your attention through your whole body with a quality of kindness, gratefulness to the body, sweeping the body. So, you, you know, it's like you're, you're putting it to rest, like someone carefully putting aside a tool, wiping it clean, putting it in the right place, resting it so it's ready the next morning. Mm. These are things you can, themes you can cultivate. They're not, they're these things that support the meditation practice. So we're not really, you know, dividing it up. So training, it kind of widen the whole sphere of, of what the cultivation is about. Because if you don't, then in those dead areas, then this the self-view, the tendency to think of the future, the past, oneself and others, and all the permutations around that, and so forth, starts to, the mind goes back to that by default. And often at times we do have to do that. You know, situations seem to require that. And when they don't, Take the opportunity, use it, you know. Use it to investigate, to be clear, to be fresh, to not get in a rut. And then you can start to see where some of these uh, you know, negative tendencies, the irritability, the, the dullness, the uh, woundedness, the guiltiness, the whatever it is, you know. That, that reside there in a kind of fundamental sense of, our, of what we take ourselves to be, these unresolved formations, sankharas and sanyas in the citta. Who's that? Live out the truth, live out the freshness. Keep it awake. Bit like I might remember the chanting tomorrow.